Hey guys, it's Leo Stargazer. I'm here today with our astrological guide to the week. This is for the week of November 5th through November 11th, and it is a big one. So really quickly, I want to go over the major pieces of astrology I'll be focusing on this week, and then we'll go into a little bit more detail on each one of them. So after I go over the main points of the astrology, I will be doing a major arcana reading in honor of this week's astrology. And the major arcana card I've chosen for this week is the emperor. So after I go over the astrology, you'll see why, and then we will get into that reading. But first, the astrology. So this week, we have two planets changing signs. We have one of those planets making a square to Saturn towards the end of the week. And we have the moon waning throughout the week on the way to a new moon next week in Scorpio. So this week, emotional, passionate, intellectual, and imaginative deep dives and engagement come up against some boundaries, whether they're necessary or not, and maybe even some blocks. All of this is only to remind us to set up appropriate guardrails to maintain the essential harmony and balance of both our deepest, most intense and emotional selves, and our vibrant, intellectual, imaginative, and passionately expressive selves. The intersection and juxtaposition of these extremes is the upcoming journey. We need to use what we learned this week to set a consequential intention for next week's new moon. What we create from that intention and how beautiful and sustaining it can be will depend on what we learn from this week. So let's dive in together and engage. So the first thing that happens this week is that Venus moves from Virgo into Libra. Venus rules Libra, so this transit is really, really exciting. When Venus was in Virgo, there were probably a lot of opportunities for you to bring some perfecting to your beauty standards. There was probably a little bit of discipline and maybe a little pragmatism around how you approached pleasure. And that was probably not a blast, but it was certainly super, super important because as Venus moves into Libra, this balance, this balancing act is going to be crucial. So Venus is fully balanced in Libra. Venus brings about a sense of really beautiful harmony, like actually beautiful harmony. And because Venus enters Libra right after her Virgo experience, um, she's really poised to, to activate the sense of balance. So that's really helpful for us because it allows us to stay in a safe place, but to engage really beautifully and bring a sense of equilibrium to our most pleasurable and most beautiful sense of self. And so that's really, really exciting. Venus in Libra doesn't have a ton of decision-making power. <laughs> um, you know, she's always powerful, but her power in Libra is very different. This is really, really important because a little bit later in the week, we have Mercury moving from Scorpio 
into Sagittarius. Now, Mercury in Sagittarius is really interested in intellectual pursuits, and we are going to be interested in that as well. Mercury in Sagittarius really will help us communicate, intellectualize, and activate, if not a complete sense of directionality, will definitely, the knowledge we gain from Mercury's transit through Sagittarius is going to really help us figure out our options. We're going to learn a lot during this transit, and Venus and Libra is going to help. Mercury moves into Sagittarius on Friday, November 10th, and pretty much instantly meets with a pretty intense roadblock. And I'll get to that roadblock in a second, but I want to focus a little bit more on how Venus and Mercury changing signs is so key to us and why it is. Like I said, Venus's balance in Libra is going to be essential for us to stay balanced ourselves and to really bring harmony and justice to our world. Mercury moving from intense Scorpio into optimistic and fairly driven Sagittarius is going to take us from this intellectual intensity into this place of intellectual optimism. I'm hopeful, like I said, that Mercury's transit through Sagittarius at least gives us an idea of where we should head next. And while with Mercury, we may not go on that journey right away, we're definitely going to learn what we need to learn about that and communicate what we need to communicate about that journey so that we can take it once the Sun and Mars join the mix. The Sun and Mars will enter Sagittarius later this month. And once they do that, they will also come up against this block that I've mentioned that I'll get to. Um, <laughs> but what we learn from Mercury about the options we have, we will take that journey when the Sun enters Sagittarius. And then when Mars enters Sagittarius, we were going to insist on that journey. So this upcoming moment with Sagittarius where these three planets will, you know, enjoy their stay. We're going to be learning and taking and then activating a really specific journey. Before we can do that, though, and before the Sun and Mars enter the mix, we come up against a pretty formidable block. As soon as Mercury enters Sagittarius... Mercury will make a square to Saturn in Pisces. Mercury squaring Saturn as soon as it enters Sagittarius is a big and very important lesson for all of us. Like I said, this is the beginning of the lessons that Sagittarius has to teach us. This is the beginning because, like I said, Mercury will make the square. Well, then once the sun enters Sagittarius, the sun will also make that square in a couple weeks. And then Mars will also make the same square. So as soon as each of these planets enters Sagittarius, they come up against Saturn in Pisces and have something really important to teach us about boundaries and structure. But because Saturn is in Pisces, there's also this sense of fluidity within boundaries and within that structure. So the dynamism here is super important. And Venus's role becomes really clear now as well. So Venus in Libra, like I said, has this really beautiful sense of balance and is going to provide a sense of really stable harmony for all of us. Again, we aren't making decisions here. 
even Mercury and Sagittarius isn't going to make decisions. But we are learning a lot about our options. So options are key. And the best way to activate options is to understand the guardrails around those options, the guardrails around our potential. And Saturn, especially Saturn in Pisces, is going to help us not only understand those boundaries, but understand where they are flexible, where they can bend, where we can push in one direction or how hard we can, and then where that maybe becomes a little more, a little bit more difficult in a different direction. To put all of this in context, I want to now focus on the moon. And this week, we will have a last quarter moon in Leo, followed by a waning crescent moon in Virgo. The reason that these moon transits are important and the reason that these moon phases are important to us right now is because of this mercury square saturn moment and also um, obviously mercury and libra changing signs this journey i've been hinting at for sagittarius the moon is waning on its way to scorpio where we will have a new moon next week I want to mention this new moon now because the lessons we learn this week are going to help us set an intention for this new moon in Scorpio next week. The outcomes of these intentions are going to rely so much on how they are set. Mercury squaring Saturn right as it enters Sagittarius helps us understand fluid boundaries. Venus entering Libra adds over this whole process, a sense of harmonious balance. And the moon, as it wanes, reminds us about passion and discipline, but also about release. During the waning moon phases, we want to let go. We want to reflect, certainly, especially on this last quarter moon. We want to reflect, but we also want to start relaxing, cleansing, and releasing. Releasing negativity, releasing pressure, releasing expectation. And because the moon wanes throughout the week, all week long, we have this reminder that we need to let go of last cycle and set an intention for the next cycle. It also adds this undercurrent of emotional resonance to the week as well. And if we're staying calm and relaxed, as Mercury and Venus change signs, and then as Mercury towards the end of the week on Friday makes this square, to Saturn, we are going to be able to put all these pieces together to set an intention at the end of the week for next week's new moon in Scorpio. Like I said at the beginning, what we end up creating from this intention and how beautiful and how sustainable it can be is really going to depend on what we learn this week about boundaries, structure, and balance. And the stronger and the clearer that that intention can be, the better. Because as the Sun and Mars move from Scorpio into Sagittarius and make those squares with Saturn also, we're going to need all the help we can get to be able to stay balanced. We're going to need all of Venus and Libra's vibes in order to do that. So let's start that journey this week. The journey starts this week with or without us, but let's be an active part of that. Let's honor Venus and Libra. Let's get excited 
about Mercury and Sagittarius and all of these new intellectual pursuits. And let's get excited about new directionality. Let's also release, let's cleanse from the last cycle. Let's begin fresh on a new cycle with a really beautiful, informed intention. Let's listen to what Saturn in Pisces has to tell us about flexible, fluid boundaries. Let's use that to combine it with Mercury's intellect, with Venus's beauty, with the nurturing of the moon. Let's use all of these things to set a really gorgeous, consequential intention for next week's new moon. Okay, so with all of that in mind, let us get on to this week's reading. This week, I've chosen the Major Arcana reading for the Emperor, so let's get started. So this week, I am seeing the need for some boundaries. I think there is a lot of promise of some intellectual pursuits this week, as far as I can tell. I think that there's also maybe a chance for romance, but I think that within all of that, there is this call for balance and boundaries. So the Major Arcana card that I've chosen to do a reading based on is the Emperor. So we will be doing a spread in honor of the Emperor for this week so that we can get an idea of how we should set boundaries, where they should be set, um, and also how to maybe add a little bit of balance to a week that should be pretty enlightening. So I will draw each card in the position of the spread, and then I'll go over it in more detail. So the first card that I draw is in the disorder position. So the position of what needs the boundary around it, <laughs> what is maybe a little out of whack. The card that I draw in disorder is the Seven of Cups. Okay. The next card I draw is going to be in the my domain position, meaning what you have control over, what is within your control. Let's see. The seven of wands. Okay, interesting. Two sevens right off the bat. Okay. The third position is the outside my domain position. So what what do we not have control over? Um, what may we never have control over? Uh, if this is my domain, what you can control or maybe manipulate what you have ownership over versus what you don't. What do we not have ownership of? The four of cups reversed, okay? The fourth position, to discard. What can we let go of this week? The King of Cups reversed. Very interesting. Okay. <laughs> Two more cards to go. This next card, the fifth card, is going to be maintain. So if that's discard, what do we maintain? What do we actually hold on to? The Eight of Swords. Very interesting. I'm interested to get back to that one. Finally, Protect. The position of Protect. What do we need to protect this week? 
the Queen of Swords reversed. Okay, so very interesting spread. I'm interested in the two sevens. I do see that there's no pentacles, which is kind of interesting. Um, but we do have wand swords and cups. Uh, we actually have quite a lot of cups, but then we have this swords balance happening over here. So really interesting dynamics. Um, two court cards in reverse, also fairly interesting. But anyways, let's get started before I get ahead of myself. Okay, so the seven of cups in the disorder position shows me that this week, potentially what needs the most reorganizing or the most structure around it is our decision making. I think the seven is full of indecision, but also a lot of choices, which is probably causing that indecision. I think this cup's energy is going to be really crucial this week. And based on the other two cup cards in reverse, I think maybe hard to integrate. Um, and the seven of cups also hints that our emotions may be hard to get a grasp of this week. Um, I think at least it says that what is in need of focus this week is decision-making. So there's probably a bunch of choices you have that you need to do something about. You've kind of maybe known you do, or you'll find out this week that there, there's a decision you have to make. Well, we need to use the rest of the spread and we need to use the energies of this week to really make a decision. So hopefully the rest of the spread can help us organize or order that decision-making. The card we got next was the Seven of Wands. The Seven of Wands almost indicates that as we go through this journey of decision-making, um, there maybe is a sense that we're th we're thriving a little bit in that. Maybe we actually enjoy that. Uh, maybe there's this idea that this decisions aren't super daunting. Maybe the choices aren't too severe. Or if they are really intense choices, or there's just so many of them, there is this sense with the Seven of Wands that what's in our domain, what we have control over, is how we approach that decision-making process. We can either approach it with a sense of restriction and rigidity, or we can approach it with a sense of vibrancy and almost exhilaration. Sometimes when we have a lot of choices, it can be overwhelming, but the decision-making process, especially picking and choosing something out of a list of things you really like, um, while that can be really hard too, there's a sense that you can enjoy that with this card. Or at least that what you can control is whether or not you do enjoy it. You have the choice to enjoy the process of decision-making. So let's rely on that and let's trust in that. If things are getting overwhelming, if there's too many decisions, if we're overburdened, I think looking to the Seven of Wands, understanding that through this process there will be success, I think that's key. Try to enjoy the process, I think is what this card is saying. Or at least that you have control over whether or not you do. Um, in the outside my domain position, we got the Four of Cups reversed. The Four of Cups reversed is showing me that what's outside of our domain is how other people perceive the decisions we make. It also shows me that what's outside of our domain is what people are focusing on in their own lives. Whether or not people see the choices they have, whether or not others see how those choices affect us or themselves is 
an uncontrollable element for us this week. We don't have any control over that. And that's true in general. We usually don't have control over what other people think of us, certainly what they think of our decisions or what decisions that they make. We may have some influence here and there with certain people, but this week, even with those people, we may not have any say. People are going to make the decisions they make. They're going to be focused on what they're focused on the same way we will. So let's not bother ourselves too much about that. Let's not get too involved in what other people are deciding or what their choices are. We need to focus on our choices and how we approach the process of making a decision, making a choice ourselves. And so I think that's, that's empowering. I think that's also a really good boundary. It's really good to know from the beginning of the week that you don't need to worry yourself over other people's choices or what they think of yours. So I like that. Um, the next card we drew was what to discard. So the discard card was the King of Cups reversed. The King of Cups reversed in discard shows us to let go of those choices that don't fulfill our imagination. Let go of the choices that lock us into a role that we don't feel comfortable in. We need to discard any of these cups that aren't full, meaning we need to let go of choices that don't emotionally resonate for us. If there are some choices that you can see won't help you be creative or let you tap into your intuition or care for yourself the way that you usually do, certainly ones that don't empower any of those things for you or put you in a place of empowerment around those subjects, get rid of those choices right away. It's interesting, again, starting out with the Seven of Cups was crucial here because it tells us that this week is about choices and the boundaries we set up around that and how we discard or hold on to or which cups we do, which choices we do, either of those things with, is going to be informed here. And, and right away, discard, King of Cups reversed, let go of anything that doesn't fulfill you. Roles that feel unnatural, roles that don't tie into your intuition, responsibilities, choices that don't help you engage or be engaged or feel engaged with vibrant creativity or even just emotional resonance, those are the first choices to go. Okay, if those are the ones to go, if that's what's to discard, what's to maintain? Well, we got the eight of swords in maintain. Getting the eight of swords in maintain is a little tricky. I think it serves a little bit as a warning, especially a warning against unnecessary boundaries. I think it also implies, though, that the boundaries that maybe we've set up ourselves are more important than the boundaries set by others. Meaning the structures and the guardrails or the borders around our sense of self, our sense of freedom, our sense of liberation, the ones that were set by others are unnecessary and unimportant right now. This week, to make these decisions we need to make, we can't be bordered in by other people. The Four of Cups Reverse kind of hinted at that too. Well, the Eight here says that you might feel trapped. You might feel a little bit stuck this week. Don't be stuck by boundaries other people have set. If you are stuck by the boundaries you have set on yourself, then those might be a little necessary right now, this week. You want to be free of them eventually, but I think this week, the self-imposed boundaries are going to help guide you towards a decision. 
So maybe once we make that decision, we'll be able to free ourselves even further. But I think right now, as long as we're not bordered in by other people's expectations or boundaries, I think the the self-imposed ones are probably really helpful this week. But don't get too bordered in. We want to we be free of our blindfolds, but we might realize that the structures around us are a little bit important right now just to make the decisions we need to make. Okay, finally, in the position of protect, what we want to protect, what we want to hold on to, what we need to hold on to, maybe what decision we make, which of those cups needs the most protection, maybe that's the decision. Well, the card we drew was the Queen of Swords reversed. The Queen of Swords reversed in Protect shows me that the best way that we can make a decision or the best way to protect ourselves and the choice we've made is to have an almost single-minded, borderline icy approach in asserting our ownership of our own choices. The Queen of Swords Reverse is a complicated card to get in Protect, and it 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 does make it seem like there's some kind of necessity for a little bit of selfishness. Um, and I think that that's really important. I think that sometimes we want to just be super strong and powerful for others all the time. We want to make decisions that impact a whole bunch of people at once and 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 sometimes let those decisions be guided by other people. And sometimes that's beautiful. Well, here, getting the Queen of Swords reversed and protect is showing me that maybe what we need to protect at this point, this week, what's going to help us make the decisions we need to make is if we are a little selfish and a little strict. Maybe that only applies to choosing when you have a lot of choices in front of you, especially according to the spread, when when those choices are potentially emotional and intense if they need if the choice we make needs to be fulfilling and freeing but also boundary setting that can be really difficult to do if you have a bunch of other people's voices in your head or if you are guided by a false sense of optimism or a false sense of your authority and i think the queen of swords reverse showing up as something we need to protect while yes it does complicate things a bit it does make it a little bit colder than maybe we'd like I think in combination with all of this cups energy we have here and right next to this eight of swords reminding us that sometimes boundaries are important, I think it shows that being strict with ourselves, being really protective of ourselves is going to be the best way for us to make the decisions we need to make for ourselves. And then once those decisions, once that choice comes to fruition. Once we see, once we make that choice, the consequences of that decision can be dealt with in a different way. And maybe the outcome will be more beneficial for others. But this week, that does not concern us. (laughs) We are focused on us this week. Focus on you this week. Any decisions you have to make, any time you come up against a bunch of decisions, Trust the boundaries you've set up for yourself only. Don't be concerned with what other people think or what other people are going through. Make sure the choice you make is fulfilling for you emotionally, creatively, authoritatively. And if that process is thrilling and invigorating, awesome. If you have to be selfish during that process, that's fine. Do it. Even if you have to be cold, be cold. You have to make a decision. 
sometimes that's what's best. And then maybe next week, or maybe after we've made our choice, we can bring the focus back to a different kind of passion. And maybe to others. But for now, let's enjoy the process. And let's enjoy making our own decisions. Okay, so with all of that in mind, wow, there's a lot to take in. I do think that what's really important to me this week, I think probably the most important thing, is this balance. And also a sense of decision making. I think we are going to be balancing a lot of different emotions, um, you know, Venus moving into Libra is really about beautiful balance. And then Mercury brings this intellectual approach. Then Saturn brings in a little bit of boundary setting. And then based on this reading, it seems that we're going to really be needing to use all of that and combine all of that into some pretty intense decision-making. Decision-making that comes from within and is really unconcerned with others. Uh, I find that very interesting. A little bit of the focus on the self, which is great. And it's a totally fine way to start a month to start these new transitions. So I think this week, let's focus on ourselves. Let's definitely begin to embrace balance and think about intellectual pursuits. But start this week by making a decision. I think that's the key message. I hope you do. Hope you have a wonderful week. And I will see you next week. Thank you.